Okay, so we are live. Um, welcome to my um, session of fasting and praying um, Q&A. So I am excited about this Q&A and um, today we are going to be answering questions and concerns that anybody would have um, concerning praying and fasting. So um, if you have questions, um, if you have any concerns, just go ahead and drop um, your questions and we're going to um, answer them biblically. I'm going to show, you know, scriptures on screen and give you all the insight and help that you need. So I'm excited. Just go ahead and share this broadcast. Share, 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 um, especially with those who are struggling with fasting, um, especially with those who... Um, want to have a fasting life, but just don't know where to start. So it's definitely a process, um, praying and fasting. So I, my mandate, um, this, um, uh, season of my life is to help those, um, who want to start fasting or who's been struggling with fasting, just, just, um, help them as much as possible with praying and fasting. So, um, if you have any questions, any concerns, um, go ahead and drop your questions right now. And make sure you share the broadcast with your friends and with your family so we can just help each other grow in the Lord. Um, I'm excited. Um, usually when you hear praying and fasting, it's not really an exciting thing to do, but um, it's the results behind it. And um, it's the experience that you go through. It is, it's, it's really rewarding. And so, um, yep, let's, let's go ahead. I've been teaching about fasting for the last few weeks. Um, this leading up to to my book that's coming out um, at the end of the it's either going to be at the end of the month or the second week in March. Um, it's called Praying and Fasting: Still an Effective uh, Kingdom Principle. So let's go ahead and get these questions. I hope I'm able to pull up the questions. I'm I got it on my screen, so we should be able to um, see the questions. So, yep, let's get started. Let's get started. Make sure you share. Make sure you um, list your questions. Let's get started because I definitely want to help you be um, successful um, at praying and fasting. So let's get started. Let's get started. I see my family's on uh, the Revival Center. I see Monet and Khalil's on. Hey, y'all. So I'll just do a little shout out while I'm waiting for questions and things like that. But um, I am excited. I'm just excited about this book. I'm excited about what God is doing. I'm just excited um, just about God in general. So um, I see some more people are coming on. So let, let's let's share this broadcast. Let's go ahead and share it. Let's go ahead and answer some questions. I am ready to answer some questions. I want to help you all be successful in praying and fasting so go ahead and drop me some questions or um, any concerns you may have let's answer them um, I would say that um, fasting and praying really changed my life I just go ahead and give a quick testimony and really changed my life uh, I remember when I was starting to pray and fast when the Lord told me to, to pray and fast I was a teenager um, at the age of 19 um, I, uh, took over my youth ministry, 
Um, and so I was the youth director at the age of 19 and um, I was going through some things and I wanted to hear from the Lord. And so I decided to go on a, go on a fast. I read about it. And I just still had answers, still had questions about it. So I reached out to my, um, hey, I see some more people coming on. So, hey, so I reached out to my uh, my uh, pastor's wife and she gave me a whole lot of books. She gave me a whole lot of suggestions on praying and fasting. And um, from there, it just grew from there. Um, she really um, helped me go through the process of praying and fasting. And she answered questions and things like that. And so when I when I left that church at the age of 20, I think it was like 21, 22, um, the Lord called me over to another church. And they fasted and prayed as a whole, as a congregation. That was so new for me. Um, that was so new. I never heard of such thing. Um, and so when we went on the fast uh, the first time, it was in, I think it was like 2010 or 2009. Um, it was a 20-day fast, you know, as of what um, they did, the, the Daniel-type fast, where they did, you know, fruits and vegetables and whatnot. And um, the Lord called me even f to go even further. So it went from 21 days to 40 days. And so I, even after the 40 days, it, it went on after that. And so um, I fasted. I think it was like at least a three-month, four-month fast. It was a long time. I couldn't even tell you how long it was, but it was a long fast. The Lord began to show me some things about myself. He began to show me some things about the church and some um, issues that have been going on. And we, um, the Lord had me to pray and fast. And he opened up my hearing to, to hear from him clearly and begin to see things. So, Praying and fasting really, it really quiets your soul. It really helps you to stay focused. And one of the um, downfalls that we have when we pray and fast is that we focus on the food. We focus on what we can't do instead of focusing on what we can do. And um, because we focus on what we can't do, it really um, just discourages us and it really eats at us. And then our, we're fighting with our flesh and we're fighting, um, trying to stay focused on God, but your flesh is just like raging out. Our flesh is something else. I'm telling you, it's selfish. It, it wants what it wants. And so it will try its best to just persuade you that you don't need to be doing this fast. Go ahead and um, sneak and cheat. It's okay to have a, ch a cheat day. You know, the grace of God will sustain you. You know, our flesh is just so, it's, it's so tricky. And so it, it, it wants what it wants. And then it will just try to, you know, push you to your limits and things like that to the point where you give up. And so um, you have to be able to fight back. And you're fighting back with scripture. You have to have some scripture in your reservoir. That's why during praying and fasting, it's so important to um, to pray. So important to spend time with God. It's so important to read scriptures. That is your fast. That is the spiritual food that you need. Um, scripture says, you know, strong meat is for the mature. And that strong meat helps you. It sustains you um, during your fast. So come on and with the questions I can talk all day about um, praying and fasting this is what the the Lord has given me the mandate for praying and fasting so let's go ahead and um, answer some questions um, fasting is definitely um, biblical it definitely it is something that um, that when one of the uh, commandments that Jesus said you know he said when you pray 
That means uh, he expects you to pray. In Matthew chapter 6, I believe he was talking to um, the disciples. He said, you know, when you pray, he talked about when you fast and when you give. So it's like one of the top, top things that, you know, that he expects for us to do. And so, you know, we read the stories about um, how Jesus fasted and how he um, spent 40 days fasting in the wilderness. Um, you have to understand that Jesus did not did not just decide to do 40 days. It just ended up being 40 days. And that's uh, definitely um, a key. It, it, he did not plan on going on 40 days. It just ended up being. And so we have to, when we pr approach fasting and praying like that, saying, you know, you don't, I think one, another downfall is that we put a time limit. And so when God said to go pray and fast, we go ahead and put a time limit. Okay, I'm, well, I'm going to do a three-day fast, you know. But if the Lord hasn't specifically um, tell you the days, just, just fast until he says, um, uh, just fast until you get your breakthrough or, or whatever moment that you're fasting for until that answer is received. So we got a question that says, do you only fast when God tells you to or fast because you feel you need to? Um, I believe that you fast when God is telling to, if, if you're having, if you're having a hunch, like I need to fast, I need to fast. That's probably the Lord, um, moving on you to tell you that you need to fast. Um, so that's, that's definitely the Lord is telling you when, when you have it on your heart, like I need to fast and pray. I really need to seek the Lord. That is the way, that is a way that the Lord is telling you to go ahead and go on a fast. And then from that point on, definitely ask the Lord about how should I do this fast? Um, I think that's another downfall. When, when the Lord tells us to fast, we just run with it and we don't get further instruction. We don't get wisdom from God. So if the Lord is moving on your heart to fast, um, definitely go back to the Lord, get some instructions on how to fast should I do um, a 6, 6 a.m. to 6 p.m.? Should I just do water during the day? Should I just cut out a meal? You'd be surprised on the kind of fast that you can go on. And so the Lord, he's very specific. He's not just going to leave you in the dark. And I feel that some people say that the Lord leaves them in the dark because they don't spend enough time with God to get some answers. And so the Lord will definitely give you an answer on how to pray and fast. So um I'm a, I'm really excited about that. Um, if the Lord is definitely moving on your heart to fast, go back and ask for instructions, so the Lord can um, so you can start on your fast. And um, we're def I'm definitely here to help if you ever need help with fasting and praying, um, because it's a def it's definitely a blessing. It's a definitely it's definitely a good um, discipline to have to pray and fast. So that's a good question. Um, Another thing is that I, I know someone asked me, uh, actually my editor, when I was editing the book, she asked me a question on, um, so if, if the, uh, if your church decides to go on the fast, should you go on the fast? And I told her yes, because there is a reason why the Lord will tell your pastor to go on a fast. 
that means something is either going on or he wants everybody to be on one accord. There's always a reasoning why the pastor will call a fast. And it's, I think, one, another downfall that what pastors do when they call, when they say, we're going on a fast, the Lord is calling us on a fast. You have to give the congregation clear instructions on what we need to be fasting for, what um, prayer points we need to um, focus on. I know at the beginning of the year in January, I see, I saw a lot of churches going on a fast and I seen all the restrictions that they could not do. Eat this, don't eat that. It was a lot of food restrictions, but I did not really see a lot of prayer instructions. Unless they kept that in the house, then I, I totally get that. But I, I didn't see any prayer instructions. And so that's something that you have to really be careful with. If your church is calling you on a fast, make sure that they have um, instructions for you all, prayer points. And if they haven't give you gave you any ask the pastor to, to see if he can give you some prayer points i remember one time at my old church it was almost like a religious religious thing to do a certain time of time of year to pray and fast but this last time when we prayed and fast there was no instructions there were there was nothing to pray for and so people were just so confused and a lot of people didn't even do it especially leaders i was very surprised to see a lot of leaders who did not fast because they didn't take it seriously because it wasn't um, communicated as being a serious matter. And praying and fasting is really a serious matter, especially if a church is calling a pray, uh, fasting and praying. I'm telling you, it is it's serious. I remember one time when we uh, went on the fast, it was um, it was something. It was a lot of spiritual warfare going on. It was a lot of um, activity going on around the church. The Lord began to show me some things, and um, we definitely had to to pray and fast. That was part of the praying and fasting I did in 2010 um, when I went from 21 days to 40 days to months to, of fasting because it was so much spiritual warfare going on. And so um, if definitely tap in especially if you're one of the intercessors of the church or, or if the lord has really given you a burden for your church definitely pray for the lord to show you what it is that you need to pray and fast for so definitely so i'm excited you see i can you see i can talk about praying and fasting all day long because it's just a great great topic it's not a topic that is not taught it's not taught a lot in churches. Um, I think because we just don't really fully understand. Not to say I have all the answers, but I definitely can help because this is like the mandate that the Lord has given to me. Um, yes, praying goes hand in hand when you fast. You, if if you fast and pray without praying, then then you just it's called an eating modification. That's all you did. It's not a fast at, uh, unto the Lord. It's not a fast or praying unto the Lord. You just modified the way you, you, you eat. You just went on a diet. You just decided to just take out some food. And then you want the Lord to bless it. And it, it's not. I remember I, I saw some somebody put on Facebook that they were praying and fasting. And um, they decided to go to the gym. And I'm just like, well, that defeats the whole purpose of you praying and fasting not to say you can't go to the gym but if you're not spending time in praying if you're not seeking the lord every chance you get if you're not 
if if you if you you got to have a balance of time. You got to put some time in in your praying life if you decide to pray and fast. You have to make prayer a priority. You have to make it number 1. I'm telling you, you just can't just decide to pray and fast without praying. Then you just fast. So, yeah, definitely. Khalil, if you're satisfied with your answer, just let let if not, if you have any additional questions, yeah, definitely um let me know. Thank you for my pastor. He's being my moderator. So thank you. Um, so if you have any other questions or concerns, definitely let me know. And we will look at some scriptures. I'm ready to, to put some scriptures up. And we can definitely talk about some praying and fasting and things like that. So, um, yep, let me know. Let me know. Ah, fasting and praying as it pertains to married couples. There's a scripture. Let me pull it up here. Um, it, it was talking about... Um, let's see here. I believe like if you... I think it was in the book of Corinthians where it was talking about um, abstaining from certain activities. Um... If your spouse decides to fast and things like that, certain activities you can't do or whatever. But I, I believe it's, let me go on this approach. Uh, I believe it's so powerful when a couple decides to go on a um, fast together. Um, there may be some things that the Lord wants to say to both of you all. If the Lord put it on your heart to both of you all to pray and fast, and definitely the Lord is about to give you some insight on your relationship um, it could be some good insight or it could be some some bad insight so if you all you know agree to go on fast together um, concerning it, it could be concerning your relationship or um, concerning um, your marriage or concerning your children whatever it may be going on that fast together it just strengthens it strengthens you because uh, you can watch after your husband, you can watch after your wife. Um, if you see an attack on your husband or wife, you're able to go in prayer. It's 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 a it's like a almost like a tag team thing, I believe. I'm not married, so I couldn't tell you. But as the Lord just downloaded it to me, just the just just to see it, um, just how much power it is when when two or three comes together in prayer concerning anything and then you top it off with fasting and denying your flesh on some things um it's definitely a powerful thing it's so powerful i like i said i'm not married but i could just see it how powerful it can be when you all just come together and pray together you guys um are sitting down and um come on, coming in from home from work and just decide just to pray and fast concerning your finances concerning your, you know, the next three years of your life or whatever it is, it's just, it's so powerful because you all are on one accord, number one, and you're um, asking God for wisdom for your marriage and things like that and asking God what it is that you want for us as a couple. So, um, yeah, that's how the Lord gave me for, <laughs> for married couples. It's just so uh, powerful to see that um, communion 
of a married couple going on um, praying and fasting together as one body. That's just, it's amazing. It's amazing. I would love to hear um, some testimonies on um, couples, married couples, fasting and praying together. Oh man, I, I it, it's pro it will probably blow my mind just to hear how God will move um, on a couple in their marriage and things like that. And that's just so important because a lot of marriages are failing nowadays. And a lot of people are getting divorces and separation and adultery and all types of stuff that, that is going on. And I believe that if you just, when, when stuff like that comes your way, of course, there's an attack on, you know, from the enemy. If, if, if the couples had the mindset to go on, you know, go on um, to praying and fasting when tumultuous times like that come up. Oh, just think about the answers and, and the power that can move upon your marriage. And all of a sudden, Lord can take that, that bad desire away. Um, if you just any type of um, discord or any type of disagreement that you may have in your in your marriage and just coming together, even if your spouse don't even agree about coming coming together, just Pray and fast um, for it, you know, as just one. But you should, you're, I mean, if you're equally yoked, your husband should not have any disagreements on you all coming together and praying and fasting and things like that. Um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. So, yeah, I would love to hear like testimonies on that of um, couples coming together and praying and fasting. So definitely that's, um, that was a good, that was a good, good question. Thank you, Pastor Kim. I love her. So uh, let's, uh, yeah, that, that, that would be something. Maybe one day that'll be a, another book. What if I get married? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that that'd be so powerful so powerful to see so powerful to see yeah so I'm excited I was just looking up a scripture trying to uh, get a scripture reference um, for it because um, I never thought of I never I just I never thought about couples praying together because I'm not married so it was just not really on my mind you know but I'm just saying it's, that's just, that's just amazing. That's just amazing. So that's just like, yeah, that's just amazing. That just blew my mind fast, Kim. So thank you <laughs> for, for that. Yeah, that's, that's just, that's awesome. So yeah, any other questions? Let's, we're getting, we're getting some, uh, some good, good topics here good topics here you know i can see here i go i can see um uh having a seminar um with praying and fasting and talking about it from a singles perspective and from a marriage perspective and from a pastor's perspective and you know just different perspectives of praying and fasting and things like that that would that would just be that would just be awesome to see i would just love to see that um and talking about how God just moved upon 
relationships and moved upon your situation and things like that, just talking from a different perspective. And I think if people actually had an open conversation about their fasting and, uh, and praying experiences, it would definitely motivate others to do the same thing. I know I get motivated when I hear people's testimonies on certain things, and especially when it comes to like giving and um, seeing God move in their giving and um, just different, just different things that they've experienced. It motivates me to do the same because uh, we serve a God. If, if he does it for one person, he would definitely do it for another. God is not a respecter of persons. He loves his children, his children. He loves his children. So um, that's just, that's just awesome. Pa uh, Minister Kim, don't, don't put no rings. I hope that's your ring. <laughs> I hope that's your, I hope that, I hope that's your ring. So <laughs> We shall see. <laughs> yeah, we shall see. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not rushing in that lane. Amen. <laughs> but, amen. That's funny. Um, so any other questions or concerns about praying and fasting? I think it, I think it's a lot of power if you, if you um, have a friend Say you got a best friend and you guys decide to go on, you know, prayer and fasting together. That's even powerful. That's even powerful just to see what God can do for the both of you all. You know, goes back to that scripture of any, you know, two or three come together in agreement, you know. So um, that would just be even powerful as well just to see God move. It's, it's powerful to see when a congregation comes together, when they're fully focused on fasting and is another thing when you you know you have a, a covenant partner like a like a David and Jonathan type uh, relationship or David and Nathan type of relationship you know it's just so powerful to see God move in those type of situations so I'm excited I just got excited I'm really excited so um yeah yeah amen to the seminar vision I think that'd be just that would just be awesome. That would just be awesome to see. That would just, it would just motivate me even more. I think we just need to have more open conversations about um, topics like this, Christian topics like this. It, it definitely will help one another. So um, I'm definitely, um, when the book is released, I want to do a fasting workshop. I want to do a fasting workshop. I didn't plan on to announcing this, but I definitely want to do a fasting workshop with those who really want to develop a, a praying and fasting life. Um, sitting down face to face, uh, I want to plan, you know, to make a workbook and something you can work through through your fasting moments and um, be accountable to somebody. I think that's 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 a that's another thing that that will help people stay focused on fasting. If they're just accountable to somebody, if they just find somebody they can trust, uh, they yeah, find somebody that they can trust, you know, and um, just keep them on point. Um, and so that's definitely something that I wanted to do a fasting workshop. So definitely be looking out for that. I want to have you know like um, I have a friend who's a chef. And I want for her to come in and bring in different foods that you can eat, things like that. Even though it's not, you know, like I said, fasting and praying is not solely focused on food. But I just want to show you guys some really good options on what you can eat and um, uh, scriptures that you can pray and 
all types of stuff. So um, that's definitely coming up. That's definitely coming up right after the book release. So um, also, I guess if you want to help me plan it, definitely hit me up, hit me up, hit me up. I got a um, crew that I have in mind that I want um, to help me with this. So, I mean, if it moves, if God moves it on your heart to help any, any way, if you want to just come together and help me plan or whatever, whatever, you know, just, just, just talk to me, talk to me. So I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. got called up. <laughs> so, um, yeah, this is good. This is good discussion. Good discussion. Um, I'm going to be on for about, I guess about 15 more minutes. My cutoff time is about 7.45 or so. So we are doing good. We are a half hour in it. And um, just let the questions roll out. Try to think of some things to, to talk about during um, praying and fasting. I hope you all were able to catch the past broadcast, especially the one about the Daniel's fast and the really and the real meaning behind the Daniel's fast. Oh, man. When I was doing research, I had to call my editors and say, I have to re-edit my book. <laughs> uh, when it talks about the Daniel's fast, I, I had to go back. Um, ah, yes, my sister asked a question. Good. So many churches are doing the Daniel's fast. What is the purpose behind it? Okay. Let me start. So the whole purpose behind doing the Daniel's fast comes from the from the book of Daniel chapter, uh, I think it was like chapter one or chapter two. Let me pull it up. Ah, I can pull it up for you guys. Let's look at some scripture. I'm glad you asked that question. Let's look it up. Yep. So I definitely want to give you all some biblical reference so you all will know. Um, yep, because so I just started talking about the Daniels fast and Definitely go back and look at the um, look at the um, broadcast I had talking about the Daniel's fast and how we messed that up as a church and things like that. So here it is. I'm going to flip the screen so you're able to see my screen. Okay. So yeah, I'm pretty fancy. So um, here it is. Dan Daniel chapter one, verse um, eleven. And so you have to. Number one, you have to understand the history that is going on here with Babylon and um, how Daniel, he's from Judah, and Judah was under captivity of uh, Babylon, okay? So um, what they did was they took the middle class, um, astute people, and they chose some young people, um, Nebuchadnezzar, King Nebuchadnezzar chose some young people to train up. They were basically training them to be a Babylonian, okay? So what they did was they, uh, Nebuchadnezzar brought them in and um, they had to go on a test. It says here, like in verse 12, it says, please test your servants for 10 days. Give us nothing. No, I'm sorry. Let me go up here. Let me go up here. Um Let's go, let's start from, okay, here it is right here. He, uh, the purpose of it, he was to teach them the language and the literature of the Babylonians. Like I said, he was trying to Babylonianize them. I just made that word up. So the king assigned them a daily amount of food and wine from the king's table. And you have to understand the, the food that the king served, of course, it was top-notch food. 
This was um this was top notch. Oops, sorry. Let's see here. This was top notch food. This was it just wasn't food. Just any type of food. This was just was uh, luxury food. And so um, he wanted them to to be full of that, right? And so um, let's go back to scripture here. Um, and so they they had the amount of food and things like that. And so here you go with Daniel. Um, of course, they were already trying, you know, um, Trent, you know, um, convert them over to being a Babylon. Here they already they try to change their names and things like that. And then they went down here. Um, Let's start at verse, let's see here. Okay, here we go. But Daniel just resolved not to defile himself with the royal food and wine. And he asked the chief official for permission not to defile himself in any way. And say, it said, now God had to cause the official to show favor and compassion upon Daniel. Okay, but the official told Daniel, I am afraid of the Lord, my king, who will sign you for food and drink and things like that. So, um, Daniel said to the, to the, to the, uh, to the man, he said to the guard saying, you know, just test us, please test us, test your servants for 10 days. Give us nothing but vegetables to eat and water to drink. So this is where, um, this is where a lot of churches get the fasting and praying from that they, you know, the fruits and vegetables and, um, going on there for 21 days. And you may ask, well, in the um in the verse it says 10 days it says nothing about 21 days so where in the world did we get fast uh, praying for 21 days and so number one um it's not fruits and vegetables it's just vegetables to eat and water to drink that's scripture vegetables to eat and water to drink okay so let's look at where in the world did the church get 21 days okay so i'm about to pull that up for you trying to let's see here so you have to understand the time frame okay um and daniel chapter one he was a teenager he was 15 like 15 years old okay and daniel chapter 10 he's an adult so years went by, okay? You have to read the Dan the book of Daniel fully to understand what was going on here, okay? In order for you to understand Daniel chapter 10, you got to go back and read 9, 8. You have to go back and read these 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 books, okay? So let me show you where we got okay? So in the year Sirius King of Persia, okay? The reason why they mentioned the king of Persia because they were handed over to um, to the Persians. Okay, so the king moved it upon the king of Persia moved it upon his heart to let the people go from Judah. I mean, um, from Babylon, they can go back to their hometown. But a lot of them did not want to go back. Why? Because they were Babylonianized. They were comfortable where they were. Okay. And so that bothered Daniel. So Dan, this is one of the visions. So, um, Daniel had a lot of visions, but this was one of the, his visions. And it says, and the message was true concerning a great war. The understanding of the message came to him. You have to read previous chapters to, to understand the vision that came for him. And then it said, at that time, I, Daniel, mourned for three weeks. This is it. He said, I ate no choice foods, no meat or wine touched my lips. I used no lotions until the three weeks was over. This is where we got the 21-day fast. 
you have to see, uh, ain't no choice food. The choice food was from the king's table because you have to understand this time he was one of the, the highest officials um, in Babylon at that time. So he ate, he ate no choice foods, uh, no meat or no wine touched his lips. Okay, so we can kind of, we could kind of say, you know, like it could be fruits and vegetables and things like that. But we can just say it was vegetables and water because of what he did in Daniel chapter 1. It's really not a clear cut thing on what he actually ate. But we know he mourned for three weeks. And then on the 24th day of the month, he was standing at the bank. And that's when um, that's when he uh, had an encounter okay, with, uh, with an angel. Okay? So, yeah, that's, that's kind of where we got the, um, where we got the 21 days. And see, it doesn't even... Um, doesn't even line up correctly. So, um, you got Daniel one, because we, we take, we say we're going on 21 days to receive insight, to be strong as, as Daniel, as he was, uh, when he, um, when he went on a fast with his, um, with his boys and things like that, you know, and, and Daniel one, he, he got all these strength and all this stuff like that. But, and then they put 21 days. You see how we just cross scripture like that? You see it, you see, you see the kind of the, the craziness that kind of went on. We're crossing scriptures. We're crossing scriptures. Okay. And you have to understand the purpose of why Daniel was going on a 21 days in the first place. You have to, under, when you decide to take on a model, a biblical model, you have to understand the reasoning why it was done in the first place, because basically you're inviting the same thing to happen to you what happens in, in the Bible. And Daniel, he was dealing with a lot of spiritual warfare. And we sometimes we ask when we go on 21 day fast, how come I'm, I'm experiencing so much turmoil and I can never complete the fast and things like that because of the, the, the model of the fast. It's, it's a guarantee that you're going to go through spiritual warfare because while wow, you're taking on something and you're inviting, you're inviting that in, you're inviting it in. So you just, you gotta be careful. You gotta be careful when you um, take on a model, the biblical model, make sure that is, that is for you. You have to do your research. You have to study. And a lot of people don't like to do research and studying, but I'm telling you, when you start researching and studying, it makes your life a whole lot easier. It makes your whole life a whole lot easier when you decide to um, study the word for yourself. Okay, we um, get our sermons on on Sundays and Saturdays, and then we don't read the word any again till Saturday or Sunday, and uh, we try to um, do life based on the, the two hours that we spent through the week. And it, it doesn't work like that. It just doesn't work like that. You've got to read the word for yourself. And so you won't be confused on what's going on. Like, yeah, I love history. As you see, I had to do research. That's what made me have to do a big giant edit in my book. Um, because, uh, the Lord convicted me, he said, you need to go back and read it. And I went back and read it. And I'm just like, what is going on? So I reached out to one of my, um, I called him my professor uh, one of one of my professors and uh, we we were talking about it and he was just like yes he was like this is not right you know you have to look at the reasoning behind it and go back to where when fasting was even established ah that's key too you always got to look back 
on when something was mentioned. You got to go back to the first time you saw it in the Bible. And the first time we saw it in the Bible was in the Old Testament. And um, there were different people in the Bible who fast. You have to go back and look and see why it was even established in the first place. With the Israelites, oh my gosh, and Isaiah, oh my gosh, do I have to start with the Israelites? They were just hard-headed. They were mad at God because they, because he wasn't appreciating his fasting and praying, but they were fasting and praying and still doing what they want to do. And that's what a lot of people do now. We fast and pray and we count down on the last day and say, girl, I'm about to go get some food. I'm about to get me a big steak. Oh, we're so quick to jump back to our flesh. We're so quick to jump back to our flesh. And it's just like, oh, what's the point of you going on this fast if you decide just to go back to your flesh? And we, we are spiritual beings in a human body. We are always supposed to be spiritual. And it's just like, wow. Yeah. Not to say I'm perfect by no means. By no means I'm perfect. No means. I'm just trying to live this life. I'm working out my own soul salvation too. So um, this was, yeah. Yeah. So if you're going to pray and fast, I mean, be serious. Let's be serious about it. Let's do it right. It shouldn't have, it shouldn't be hard. You saying, well, giving up food is hard. Yeah, it is. But um it's a sacrifice you have to make. It's definitely a sacrifice, especially if you decide to be a, a disciple, a disciple of God. Um, sacrifice you've got to make all the time. The whole New Testament about being a disciple is about sacrifices, giving up things. Where's your heart? God asks for these things to see where your heart is at. And if, if you focus on more on food more, I remember when I was fasting, the Lord was like, well, what's important, food or me? I mean, he put, he said it so plainly like that. And I, I got convicted and I was like, man, of course you are. He was like, well, it doesn't seem like it. Just like, wow. Smack in the face. So make sure that your ultimate goal is God. Ultimate goal. This is fun. This is good. This is good discussion. I'm excited. I'm excited. So I am excited. Any other questions? Yeah, we had a good good discussion. Going back trying to look at the feed. So I can go on and on and not look at the feed. So thank God my moderator is on there getting everything together. Um, so any other questions and concerns? I'm excited about the book that is about to be released. Um, yeah, I'm I'm really excited really excited because I, I believe that this is the mandate that the Lord has definitely put on me in this season of my life so any other questions any other concerns because I can talk about fasting and praying all day long all day long I think of what else I could speak on that people may struggle with when it comes to fasting and praying. Um, I know why I did write about um, one of my past posts I wrote about you don't have to announce to the whole world that you're praying and fasting. It says pray in secret, fast in secret and the Lord will, will um, reward you openly. He will reward you openly if you decide to do it in secret you don't have to put a status 
on Facebook and saying you're fasting. Oh, I'm fasting. You just feel like it's a burden when you when you fast. If the Lord, I look at I look at it like this. If the Lord is calling you to pray and fast, I count it as a privilege. It's a privilege to do something for the Lord. It's a privilege to give up something for the Lord. Just think of it like that. Like the Lord, he looked at me and he decided to fast unto him. Fast and pray unto me. I need to tell you something. I need to download something inside of you. That's, man, that's a, that's a, that's a privilege. That's an honor to do something for the Lord like that. And you say, well, I'd rather just give money or I'd rather just do something else. But that's not what he's calling for. Um, in this season, he's asking you to pray and fast. And so don't count it as a burden, but count it as an honor to pray and fast. Yeah, definitely count it as an honor. Yep, yep, yep. So I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited for you all. And I pray that this um, session would, um, I pray that it helped you. Um about any questions you had on praying and fasting. I know it's something that we don't do often. We just do it one time a year, usually in the beginning of the year, or we do it um, Lent, which is Catholicism, but we're not going to go into that. Lent time, and they decide to go on the fast, and fast every Friday, just eat fit. You know, just just make sure you know the reasoning behind when you, when you uh, participate in things. I won't go through all that, but just, just make sure you know the reasoning. I mean, the Lord at this time, every time I do something, the Lord always stops me and said, do you know the reason why you're doing this? And then that's when you start downloading his wisdom. I'm telling you, when you start asking for wisdom, you see it everywhere. The Lord stops me all the time saying, you know, churches do this, but why are they doing this? Or you constantly do this but why are you really doing this why are you really doing it so um scripture says paul says i i don't want you to be ignorant that's my favorite favorite <laughs> that's my favorite uh scripture now i don't want you to be ignorant concerning some things concerning spirituals concerning whatever i just don't want my people to be ignorant on some things don't be ignorant so I'm excited. I'm definitely excited about that. So, all right. Let's see. It's 7:50. So, any other questions or concerns? I like doing this Q&A, Q&A stuff. So, um, definitely be looking out um, for some future events um, in the future. Definitely look out for the book release. Definitely look out for the fasting seminar, um, the fasting training, I should say, and the fasting seminar that I just spoke of on this live feed, talking from perspective of praying as a married couple, praying as a single person, praying as a pastor, praying, you know, just different perspectives. I love that idea. I'm excited about that one. So definitely be looking out for that one. And there's some other endeavors that are coming out soon. Um, after this book, the Lord already had me writing about other books too. Like I have probably two or three other books I've already started on. For a person who don't like to write, the Lord has really been putting on me to write. So be looking out for those. I won't release the the titles on that one. 
but uh, be looking out I th definitely in this time, um, especially dealing with the politics and dealing with um, all of the events that is going on in the world. This next book, man, I just I just thought about it. Like this next book is about to really be a blessing. So it talks about the whole pillars of the government and things like that and what the word says and things like that. That's all I'm going to give you, but um, pillars of society, I should say. And so um, definitely go into detail about that and things like that. So that's definitely has to be released soon. I just put, it, ooh, just put another mandate on me. This fasting book took about two years <laughs> to write. So um, definitely. So if there aren't any other questions or concerns and things like that, um, I am going to end this session and I pray that you all, um, I'm telling you once, once you start inquiring about something spiritually, God is going to put it on your heart to do it. I don't know about you all, but it's always like that. Once I inquire about some, something, I always see it happen. I always see it manifest or I, the Lord will call you to that. This is might be a, if you're watching, this is might, it might be a call for you to go on a you know, praying and fasting and just didn't know where to start. So I hope this is like a starter for you. And if you have any questions or concerns, you can definitely email me at mondayslife at gmail.com. If you want to look at previous broadcasts, you can go on YouTube, Monday's Life. Um, if you want to read my blogs, it's mondaylife at wordpress.com. The new website will be released by next month. I'm working on it, of course. Um, Everybody know that I'm a graphic designer too. And so I've been doing everybody else's work and I haven't really taken the time to do mine. My website is complete. It's just, I'm, I need to transfer it over to a new platform. So that's why it's taking forever, but it's completed, but you know, but um, definitely be looking out for that. So I thank you all for tuning in and um, we will definitely do another Facebook live um, another time. So make sure you follow Monday's Life. Follow Monday's Life. Follow, follow, follow. Share with your friends. Um, so I will see you all next time. Be blessed.